Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, tonight, you know, this, this, all these Wednesday nights we've been talking about, right, uncommon faith, uncommon people, right? And we've heard about pursuit. We've heard about Joshua's. We've heard about people, you know, just staying focused on the Lord. Just wonderful messages that we have. And I asked the Holy Spirit about what to talk about tonight because I had ideas that I wanted to talk about. But the Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about tonight was integrity. Integrity. So that's what we're going to discuss tonight for the next 30 minutes. And uh, so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you so much for who you are, Jesus. We just thank you so much. I mean, you are connected to the source. You are the source in the name of Jesus. You, you know, you are the true vine. You are connected to the Father, right? And we are your branches. And so we're in you and you're in us. You're in the Father and the Father is in you. So tonight, Jesus, as we begin to speak your name, as we begin to speak your words, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for just talking to them, showing them, opening their eyes, Father. And as the Holy Spirit begins to move, just receive it from them. Make sure you got your pen and paper because, Lord, I know you're going to say things to people tonight. So when you hear from the Lord, Lord, when you speak, we're going to receive it. We're going to receive it, Father. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask tonight was, is are you an uncommon person of integrity? Um, are you true to your words and God's words? Okay. In every area of your life. Okay. And this is something I got to do a check on in my life all the time. I always have to go before the Lord and I, I examine myself. I just open myself up and just examine myself before the Lord. And I begin to let the Holy Spirit talk to me. And I begin to say, Lord, what areas in my life do I, do I need to work on my integrity again on this? Am I being short in the word here? Am I not trusting you here? You know, I, I want to be a man of integrity. You know, and my fellow military people here, we know what integrity means, right? It's more than just words. It's more than just being a person of your words. It's a condition of the heart. Integrity is a condition of the heart. Are you going to be the person you said you're going to be? And are you going to do what you're required to do, right? Because your actions are going to follow integrity, right? And there's a reason why I'm saying this, because I'm going to read Dr. Savell's word, our apostle, right? Our founding apostle. And I'm just going to read this first uh, set of words that he has given us, okay? And he says, a new era has begun. More and more signs and wonders are going to be seen in 21. Man, I got excited when I heard this. I mean, we're God's instruments, right? We're the Lord's instrument. Now listen to this right here, because I'm going to focus on these next two statements. For those who will heed my voice and obey my words, they'll experience my goodness and my power as never seen nor heard. Man, I tell you what, I used to watch, you know, Moses on TV, and I used to listen, you know, to stories, you know, you know, from the old timers, when I'd read it from the old Hebrew old, old timers about the children of Israel and the, and the miracles they saw in the desert. And he's saying, we're going to see things that have never been seen or heard. I've been waiting for that. Oh, man, I've been waiting to see the Lord move like this in the earth. And I'm going to be part of it. I'm gonna, we're going to be part of this, folks. We're going to be part of this. I, I get excited. We're going to be part of this, right? But what we need to do is we need, he's, we're going to see the fruit of our faithfulness come bursting forth. Our faithfulness. Are we integral? Are we going to be in the Word of God? Are we going to abide in His Word? Are we going to do what He says to do? Are we going to yield to the Holy Spirit when He speaks to us, right? Are we going to listen to Him, right? Are we going to be integral, right? And so we're going to see that and flourish like never before. Abundance and overflow, that's what we'll see. I'm going to bring it to come to pass. It's because of your love and your obedience to me. See, so, we're, you know, Pastor Justin was talking about focus, on Sunday, right? Focus. Just stay focused. What were we doing tonight? We're just staying focused on the Lord, right? It ain't my might and power, right? That's going to get it. It's His. 
It's his might and power, right? So I'm just going to let it flow in me and through me. I mean, that's what I was designed to do, right? I was designed to be an instrument, a branch for the Lord so I could produce his fruit, right? No longer will the enemy have the upper hand. For my spirit is moving and an outpouring of my power is coming upon the land. Hallelujah. Uh, come on. I mean, hallelujah. Many triumphant victories will mark this new era. It's what I planned. So rest in me. Miracle after miracle, that's what I'll do. Decree it, receive it, and know that it's true. Refuse to be swayed by what's said in the news, because with me on your side, how can you lose? And then listen to this. So stay with my word. It's faithful and true. They're the condition of the heart. We're going to talk about integrity. It's faithful and true. I'll bring it to pass, and great things will I do. And um, so I just asked you that question, you know. So when we think of God and his word, do you think of God as integrity? Do you think he has integrity? Like Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, it says it's impossible for God to lie, right? Integrity is God's nature. It's his nature, okay? God is not going to lie to you. He's not going to shrink back his promises from you. It's his nature. Okay, so where's the disconnect coming Okay, and so what I believe is a reason why a lot of people have a hard time understanding about God being and, you know, with integrity with his word is because some Christians and some people, they're not integral with their words, right? They're not integral with the things that they do. Okay, and it's something that you got to develop. It's a lifestyle. Integrity is a lifestyle, right? And so when you develop that lifestyle, because that's, God's not going to ask you to live some way he doesn't live. He's expecting us to live his way, right? And so he wants us to be integral. Man, I tell you what, when you spend time in the word of God and you get in that moment with him and the revelation starts to come, he begins to give you light on the situation, right? So now you read, like, I always like to use this because when I got born again, that's when I learned how to love. I thought I knew how to love. No, I did not know how to love till I got born again. And it was when I read in the book of Matthew where Jesus said, I say unto you that you bless your enemies. You pray for those that persecute you. You know, you pray for them. You, you bless them. I had a hard time believing that. But I learned that, all right, Lord, I'm going to have integrity here. I'm going to do what your word said to do. So I got on my hands and knees and I began to pray for everybody, whether they were right or wrong, whether I was right or wrong. Offense came into my heart. I was hurt by individuals. I began to forgive. And I'm going to tell you something, somewhere in that moment of just forgiving people and just starting to pray blessings over them, all of a sudden it went from hurt being lifted from me, right? All of a sudden, now I'm praying over my enemy. Right? I'm being integral now. I actually went back to some of these people. I actually went back to some of the people I worked with, okay? I ain't going to get into my life because you look at me all nice and dressed and all clean in the Lord, but I'm telling you, I was a thief, I was a robber, and I patted myself on the back on getting away with being a thief and a robber, right? I went back to all the people I stole from, just like what Zacchaeus did, right? And I gave back everything that I had taken, right? That's integrity, right? What caused me to do that? That's the integrity of the Lord, right? And do you know how many of those guys forgave me? You know how many tears started coming out of everybody's eyes because I did that? They saw something in me. They saw, they saw Jesus in me, right? And that just impressed them. So as believers, when people look at us, right, are they seeing that we're uncommon people? Are they seeing that we walk in integrity? Are they seeing, you know the deal, are we walking, you know, are we talk the talk, but are we walking the walk? And in your workplace and in your family, right, and when you go out into the community, you know, it's something that you have to work on. But the Holy Spirit's right there to help you, right? 
So if you're abiding in his word and you're listening in the Holy Spirit, you're going to have integrity to do the right thing when it comes, okay? I'll share with you a story about integrity, okay? I'm at uh, Cape Cod. We've got a giant radar there, so we sense no one shooting ballistic missiles at us, right? Because we can see all the way over the horizon, all the way across the uh, Atlantic Ocean. Um, we look at satellites. We look at low-Earth orbit satellites, okay? So that's what they make us do, space surveillance, because no one's shooting at us, right? And so we had NORAD give us a call. Now, we had maintenance scheduled, and so we took our system down. So it's dead. It's not even looking. The radar is not even watching anything, okay? And um, so I'm sitting there manning the council, and I get a call in from NORAD. One of the other radars have gone down. Now we don't have any coverage because you want to cover, you know, areas of the United States, make sure no one's trying to do a sneak attack, Right. And so they asked us to bring up our radar. So I call back downstairs, and I call everybody, and I say, hey, we got to bring the system back up. And, uh, well, okay, we'll bring it up, but, you know, we've got the computers all apart. We've got all these things disconnected. It's going to take us a while to get it disconnected. Well, it didn't take as quick as what NORAD was thinking, right? And so NORAD calls me back up, and they say, why isn't the system up? Well, we have things we've got to do to get it up. We can't just flip a switch and turn it on. You know, we got pieces here, parts there. You know, they got to put it back together, and then they got to run tests and make sure everything's working right. You don't want to just assemble everything and not have it work. Well, that wasn't a good enough answer. Now, at that time, I had just got promoted to major, okay? And I had a captain at a higher command post, and he starts to go off on me, Okay. Now, I'm very calm right now. I've just been born again, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm being very calm with this captain, and I'm, I'm explaining it to him what's going on. He didn't like that answer, okay? So we kind of exchanged a few words after that. No, I didn't cuss, and I didn't swear, but now I'm starting to pull rank here. Now, I was like, look, captain, hey, we're going to get this radar up. I'm not just going to, we, we can't just throw this thing up, you know. You're going to have to give us time to get it up. Oh, he just got, he didn't like that answer, right? Hey, look, Captain, I'm a major. You need to be talking to me a lot better, you know. Respect rank here, you know. Well, I work at this command post in NORAD, you know. Well, our radar works with other people, you know, missile defense, space surveillance network. You're not the only guy that, that chimes on our radar, you know. So it's like we work with a bunch of different command posts. So what's the big deal with yours? You know, oh, he didn't like that, right? So, um, so the next thing I know... I go to my XO, right, and I tell him, I say, sir, you know, here's what's going on, here's the situation. So he gets on the phone and talks to their XO, okay? Oh, big battle going on now, back and forth. And now something was said that I really liked because they said I was unprofessional. And my XO said, no, I know Joseph. I've been with him for about six years now. He, he, this guy's not unprofessional. Oh, that, that just really blessed me because he says he's a man of integrity. He says he won't do that. Now, you know, and it started getting out of hand. So I told uh, the XO, I said, look, this is just getting out of hand. You know, let's just forget about it. So I went into my office and I started praying. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit got all over me, okay? I mean, he is all over me. And I said, no, Lord, I am not wrong in this situation. I said, I am doing everything right. I said, this guy is, is going out his way to be disrespectful and all that. He knows this. He knows what's going on here. I explained it to him, you know. And now the XO's arguing with their XO. And now people are starting to get all upset, you know. He says, what does my word say to do? And I was like, oh, Lord. So I got on my hands and knees and I began to pray. And I said, Lord, I forgive this individual. I said, obviously something's not going right, you know. So I forgive him. You know, you pray for those that persecute me. You start praying for him. So I started praying for him. And I say, I forgive him and I release it. 
oh, I had to do another step. I actually had to call Norad back up and apologize. Uh, Lord, <laughs> I did what your word said. I prayed, and I heard this from the Holy Spirit. Are you going to please men or are you going to please me? And, oh, man, I mean, it's just as clear as a bell. I could hear it in my spirit. And um, I got on the phone. I called him back up, and I, I spoke to that captain. I said, I apologize. I said, I, wasn't, I could have been more professional in this situation. You know, I, I'm sorry I took it to another level. You know, I'm sorry. You know, those guys called back up. Their commanding officer called back up our commanding officer and our XO, and they apologized. And I found out later what was going on. He had a, a boss that was getting on him. And so that's why he was getting on me. But I learned something that day about integrity. The Lord told me, are you going to please me or are you going to please them yourself? You know, And it just taught me something about integrity. And uh, so I've just been doing that with the word of God ever since. So my question is, is are you being integral? And uh, we know God's true to his words. And Jesus said this in John chapter um, 15. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Okay, that's powerful. And he said, because I love the Father and I kept his commandments. So if you abide in me, you'll abide in my love. If you abide in my word, my word will abide in you. Oh, man, you'll be integral. You'll have integrity now. When you speak now in the name of Jesus, you know, Jesus says, you know it will come to pass now because you're in the Father and the Father's in you. You're abiding in his word and his word's abiding in you. And it's leading you and it's guiding you. And so now you will speak his word as you're led by the Holy Spirit to speak it, and it will come to pass. And, uh, man, I just learned something from that. So if we can't be true to our words and God's words, and then back those words with our actions, how are we ever going to be able to win the world for Jesus, right? So the definition of integrity, right? Look it up in a dictionary there, Webster's Dictionary, and it says it's a rigid adherence to a code of behavior, a rigid adherence. A pursuit, right? Basically, a pursuit of a type of behavior. It's a lifestyle, right? So you have to discipline yourself, right? Proverbs chapter 1, he'll teach you knowledge, he'll teach you wisdom. And then the Hebrew uses that word musar, which means instruction. Well, I looked that up. I was curious. It means discipline. The Lord will teach you how, how to be disciplined. He'll teach you discipline. And when I saw that associated with knowledge and wisdom, I said, Lord, I, I need to learn uh, instruction. I need to learn musar. I need to learn I think that's how you say in Hebrew. I need to learn discipline. I want to be integral. I want to be integral to your word, right? And so it's a lifestyle. So what I'd like us to do is go to Luke 19. I want to use some scriptures tonight, and I want to go to Luke 19. So we're going to go to Luke 19, chapter 11. I'm going to read this in the King James Version. And Jesus has just left uh, Jericho. He's starting his way back up to Jerusalem. He's just ministered to, to uh Zacchaeus, right? And Zacchaeus, the, the, the mafia-type tax collector, winds up falling in love with Jesus. And uh, he winds up saying, Lord, I'm going to pay everybody back if I've stolen from them four times. And Jesus is like, whoa, man, salvation has come to the house of Zacchaeus. So now he's heading up on his way to Jerusalem, right? And so verse 11, we, I'll wait till we have it up there. Um, so it's uh, Luke 19, and we'll start at verse 11. All right. So, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. So Jesus is going to tell them, no, I'm going to go to Jerusalem, die on the cross, and then I'm going to come back later. So he says in verse 12, he said, therefore a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself 
a kingdom and then to return. Now, we're going to start focusing on verse 13, okay? And in verse 13, it says, He calls his ten servants. Now, these are slaves, okay? These are entrusted slaves to him. These are guys that have lived with him, worked with him. He's taught them things. They've seen how he's lived. They know him, okay? But they're slaves, right? And so they're going to do his will. And so now he's counting on them. Now, think of a private in the army when he gets an order from a general and he goes and he talks to a colonel, right? Even though he's a private, the words that he gives to that colonel, the colonel has to obey it, right? Because he's representing the general, right? It's the same thing as an ambassador who represents a king, okay? These guys are servants, though, all right? Now, he says, and he delivered to them 10 pounds, kingdom seeds, that are designed to grow and they're designed to win, okay? So he gives each one a pound, okay? He's got 10 servants. And he says unto them, occupy until I come. Jesus is expecting us to have integrity with his word, his anointing in every area of our life, okay? And you're seeing how he's taken these talents, and you can see right into this, he's talking about us and our heart and what he's given us and the anointing that he showed us and the gifts that he's given to you and I, right? He trusts us. He expects us to grow and mature in his ways and to act and to conduct our lifestyle in his word, his love, his lifestyle. He wants you to do kingdom business. That's why he gave them that talent, each one a talent. He's going away, right? He's giving them a talent, okay? Now, when you read the book of uh, Matthew, in the, uh, Matthew 25 and the 15th verse, it actually says he gives it to each one according to their abilities. Man, I got excited when I read that because, well, okay, I just am born again. I just learned about the kingdom of heaven, right? So I know God's expecting me not to do great and miraculous things right away. He's expecting me to grow and mature. And I think a lot of people think salvation is something that just happens once. It's a one-time event. You ask Jesus into your heart, and that's it. No, it's a, it's a process. You're growing. You're constantly learning with the Lord, right? You're constantly growing. So he gives one each according to his ability, right? So, all right, everybody's given a pound, okay? Everybody's got a sphere of influence, all right? So he's asking us to occupy, okay? So I want you to think about Dr. Savell's prophetic word tonight. I want you, and those of you who have a copy, I want you to take that, and I want you to treat that as a talent. He's, he's the apostle that's been called to this church. Everything that he's prophesied is straight from straight from the Word of God. You'll find it everywhere in the Word of God. So I know everything he said is true, right? So I take it and I go over it as much as possible. In fact, the Holy Spirit had me set an alarm for 10-10, John 10-10, right? Dean comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. So every time at 10 after 10, I'll go over that verse and read it. That's how the Holy Spirit has got me to do that. So once in the morning and once at night. So that's how I go over this to keep myself fresh in this. But I want you to take those words that he's spoken and I want you to consider this as a talent that the Lord is giving us here in the church in the body of Christ. Okay? He's given it to us. He's given us that talent. Okay? All right? And so what do you expect us? He wants us to do. What do you think he's going to want to do with it? We're going to do something with it, right? He's expecting us to do something with this. Okay? All right. Now verse 14 but his citizens hated, they despised him, and they sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. The world's in a fallen state. They're in a fallen state of Adam, okay? They don't understand. John chapter 3, right? Jesus says, This is how condemnation works. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness more than they love light, right? Why? Because their deeds are evil. They don't understand, right? They're naked. They're fallen like Adam, right? 
Okay? So that system has them blinded. That system has them not understanding what the kingdom process is, right? So they send delegates, and they say, we don't want this guy to be king over us. Okay, that's where we come in, right? And you're, you're going to see as we go on in this. The citizens despise them, all right? Now, verse 15. It came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money. These are his trusted servants, okay? So that he might know how much every man gained by trading. Remember, the Lord's nature, right, is designed to bless, to overcome, right? That's his nature, right? You are either winning or you are overcoming in your lifestyle as a Christian. I'm going to say that again because the Holy Spirit really drilled this into me. As a Christian, you are either winning or you are overcoming as a Christian. That's our job, right? Okay? Now let's go to verse 16. Yeah, when you get born again, you, you enter into a leadership position. Surprise, surprise. I mean, there is a cause out there, and now God expects you. You're a soldier in the army of the Lord now. He's going to give you orders. He's expecting something, right? Verse 16. Then comes the first servant, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. I want you to look at the excitement in this servant. I mean, think about it. He gets, he's coming to his master. Master, look, I have taken what you have given me. And look what I did. I've overcome in every area of my life. Look at this. I've overcome in my health. I've overcome in my finances. I've overcome in my family. I've overcome in my workplace, right? I am in you. You're in me. I've taken everything that you've showed me, Master, and I have taken that, and I have gone out, and I have applied it, and look at what it has done for my life. Look at this. Your, your talents. I, look at this. He's, um, it's gained 10 pounds. Woo. He believed it. He grew in that lifestyle, and he prospered in it, all these areas of his life. Look at verse 17. Look what the master says to him. Okay? He says, wow, well done. Yes, that was my intention all along. You took what I gave you. You learned what I've taught you, and you continued in it, and then you executed it, right? Isn't that our job here at the church? We make winners in life, right? Experience. You get an experience with God, then you get equipped, then you go out and you engage the community, right? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I could just see the excitement right now in that master. He says, you're a good servant. Because thou hast been faithful in very little. Oh, man. I'm telling you, it's the little things that develop patterns for bigger things, right? If you can be little in those things, have you upset somebody? Have you gotten in an argument with someone? Have you listened and been the devil's instrument and started strife, right, and caused strife, right? Is there an area in your life that you know you need to work on? Is there an, or something that you have done in those little areas, right? Have you said things and not done them? Have you said yes to the Lord when you read his word and I'll do it, right, but you don't do it, right? Are there areas there you need to come before the Lord and ask for forgiveness, right? And then you need to go to that person and ask for forgiveness, right? And then I do this. I ask the Holy Spirit. I say, well, why did I do that? And then the Lord will start telling you because you're letting this pressure get on you. And you were doing this and you were thinking that, right? And so he opens it up for me. But you were faithful in the very little. And because of it, you began to grow. You began to mature. And look at what you've done. Ten pounds. Have authority over ten cities. Look at that excitement. Now, this is what I really like out of this set of scriptures here, okay? This is what I believe. 
I believe the master, when he promoted him, he made him his friend. And then what Jesus said in John chapter 15, I no longer call you servants. I now call you my friend because you love me, you obey me, and do what I want to do. This servant just went from being a private, from being a little servant, to now he is a governor over ten cities. The Lord is now involving him in more of the kingdom process, and more of the kingdom lifestyle, right? He's entrusting him to more of his kingdom, and now he's made him a friend. I mean, think about that. This guy is now doing stuff that a governor does. He was just a servant. Now he is a governor. He's over ten cities, right? Mayors. I mean, this is exciting. Here comes the second one in verse 18. Lord, look what your pound has done. Look what you've done. Look at the salvation you give me. If you're my disciple, right, you'll learn my words. You'll become my disciple. You'll learn the truth, and the truth will set you free, right? I mean, look at what he's done with the word, right? He was integral. I want you to think about that integrity tonight. This is what I'm teaching about, integrity, okay? Integrity, all right? The Lord asked me to teach tonight, okay? So I'm teaching. All right, Lord, I'll teach. I'm not preaching, I'm teaching, okay? So it's integrity, right? And so likewise, in verse 19, he says to him, be thou the same exact word he gives him. Now you be over five cities. He too was faithful, overflowing in that lifestyle, right? His abundant lifestyle, his blessing lifestyle, right? Integrity was his way of life. He listened to the word of God. He yielded to the Holy Spirit. He spoke the words of God. He kept his word. He was a man of his word or a woman of, of her word, right? They did what they were asked to do, and they, were integ- they had integrity when they did it, right? So here comes verse 20. And what I'd like to say is, is there were ten servants, right? But we only hear about three of them, okay? So we're going to hear about this servant here, servant number three. Come on up, servant number three. So here comes another. <clears throat> and he says, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. Okay, verse 21, for I feared thee, okay? Now, there's a lying spirit of deceit out there from the devil. The devil is a coward, okay? That is the spirit of cowardness. And I'm going to explain that. The Holy Spirit was really, he really taught me about being a coward. What is a coward? A coward is someone who knows when something is right, but he doesn't do it. He or she knows something is right and they're supposed to do it, but they don't. They back away. They shrink down. They compromise. Ever been in a coffee shop? Ever been with your friends? Ever been with a group of people? Someone comes up with a brilliant idea that you know is stupid. Someone starts talking about something. How many times was I with a group of my friends and they start talking bad about the commander, start bad-mouthing the commander? Oop, guys, I'm out of here. You need to pray for that commander right now. Don't you talk to me, one of them said. Don't you talk to me. You're proselytizing to me. Don't you tell me to pray for somebody. I said, look, man, you cuss the name of my Lord every day, and now you're saying something bad about my commander. I don't care if my commander does have problems. I ain't going to say something bad about my commander. I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to pray for that commander right now. And I left. I walked out of there. Now, what would have happened had I not done that, okay? What would have happened if I would have joined in on that, okay? Think about it. What would have happened if I joined in on that? How many times is the Holy Spirit speaking to you to have integrity? How many times is he telling you to stand up in a situation when you know it's wrong? And and you're supposed to do the right thing, but you don't do it, right? We're expecting God to move through us, right? We're expecting miracles and overflow, right? But how can God move through us and live through us and do the things he wants through to us, right? If we're not being integral in the little things, right? So this guy is giving in to fear, right? He backs down. He walks away. He compromises to the truth, right? That's his style. 
Jesus hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? Oh, man. 2 Timothy 1.7, what has he given us? A, a sound mind, right? A, a spirit of power, right? Love and a sound mind, right? That's what those other two servants did, right? But this guy's not doing this, right? Then he says this in verse 21, because you're an asture man. I want you to notice what the definition of integrity was. Someone who's strict in their code of behavior. Someone who despises going against his code of behavior. This guy is saying exactly what the Lord is. Now, when you read this, it looks like a negative context, doesn't it? But actually, it's the truth. You know the heart of God. You know the nature of God. He's a loving God. He's a blessing God. But he ain't going to put up with sin, right? He just ain't going to do it. He's going to bring the blessing. Are you using the word of God as a weapon? Or are you using the word of God as a weapon against somebody? Or are you using the word of God as a weapon against the devil to set somebody free? Can you see the difference? Okay. He says, you're an astute man. Notice, it's an adjective describing integrity. A disciplined person whose lifestyle and behavior follows a certain code. That is exactly who the master is. He says, you take up where you don't lay down. You reap where you did not sow. And um, I, I just want you to notice that this man is describing Jesus in the fullness. He has a lifestyle of integrity. He is not going to back down from his word. He's not going to back down from his promises. Jesus is love. He comes to give life and give it abundantly. How this man started listening to the wrong thing, how this man allowed himself to be influenced, to think that God was some kind of evil person, or to think that something was wrong with this lifestyle. How do you do that? You know, what was he doing? Who was he listening to, right? Um, what I'd like to say is, is 1 John chapter 1. And I'm going to say something here. And the Holy Spirit had me to say this. Okay. If you say you have fellowship with God, right? But you're walking out there in darkness and you're not living in the light. You're not doing the truth, right? The truth is not in you. Because if you were a person of integrity and the truth was in you, the second you realize what you were doing is wrong, because the Holy Spirit will tell you you're doing something wrong, you'd say, Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have done that. And then you would do what you can to right the situation, right? But why do adults think they can handle sin? Why do adults think it's okay to do things that we know isn't right to do, right, in the body of Christ? I've seen it in my lifetime. I've seen the Lord work and move through me, and then at the same time I go out and not listen to the Holy Spirit and be disobedient, right? So I have to ask the Lord for, for forgiveness. I really believe this is what is happening to this man here. Okay, I'm giving you a lot of stuff here, and I want this to sink in. I want integrity to sink in. I want you to see, because when I first read this in Luke 19, you know, integrity is what started to come to me. And when I read this, I thought, man, this master is just being terrible to this guy. I mean, what's the big deal? So he's afraid, right? He freaked, right? He got afraid, right? What's the big deal? But man, when you start getting in here and you start looking at that, you start seeing the lifestyle this guy had, right? Look at verse 22. He says unto them, out of your own mouth, I'm going to judge you. Okay? Now, I'm not here to condemn. I'm not condemning. I'm, the, I'm one of the, we are the, the first two guys, Okay? So I just want to, I want you to understand that. We're the first two guys, all right? We're the ones doing 10, and we're the, we're the ones doing 5. But I just want you to see, he said, out of your, he said unto them, out of your own mouth, I'm going to judge you. Well, that's Matthew chapter 12, right? 35 and 36. Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak, right? The fruit that you produce is, is what's coming in and out of you, right? And so by every word you say, I'm going to justify you. And by every word you say, I'm going to condemn you. Every idle word, right? So he's going to say, I'm going to justify you by your words. He's seeing the man's heart, right? He says this. He goes, 
you knew that I was an austere man. Notice, Jesus is saying, I'm a man of integrity. I do what I say I'm going to do, right? I'm an ambassador. The master taught him how to live in his ways. He says, I take up where I don't lay down and I reap where I do not sow. Verse 23, wherefore then, why didn't you give me my money and put it, I mean, put my money in the bank? Okay, simple, right? So that at my coming, I could have required more with usury. And uh, this is where I just like to share with, with some individuals who might be walking, walking, watching, and uh, some individuals that have areas in their life that they, they need to work on, right? And uh, what I want you to know is that, that the Lord is a loving God and a trusting God. And when you think about it in the basics of Christianity, are you, are, are you a Christian or are you not? Are you going to walk the walk or are you not, right? Are you going to go out there and be an example and be in the light of the world, right? We're not talking so much about the five ministries, right? We're actually talking about being a Christian, a saint, right? Let's be a saint, right? Let's get excited and all this. And so when I went over this message, the Holy Spirit was very careful with me. Try not to condemn. I don't want to be condemned in here because that's not what I'm doing here. But I want to show you about integrity. And that's what my whole purpose of tonight was, was to use that set of scriptures and to show you that these guys, you had three of them. I don't know about the other seven because we don't hear about them, right? But we do know that two of those guys took the Word of God. They spent time in it. They took the talent that was given them, right? They applied it in their lives. It began to work. It began to prosper. They began to grow in it, so much so that they became more of a servant. They're, they're actually now being friends to the Lord because He's doing what He says to do. They're actually winning in life. Now they're promoted. The world is seeing this, right? Because what happens later in that parable? What does He say? He says, take that, that pound from that unprofitable servant, and He said, and give it to the guy that has 10 pounds, right? Of course, all the other servants say, why are you doing that? Because this guy knows how, he knows me, right? He knows how I am. He knows how I operate. He knows the kingdom principles, right? So he spends time in my word. He, he spends time with me. He abides in my word. He does what I say to do, right? When I go out there, he yields to my voice, right? He's always being a light to the world and his family, right? To those around him, to his friends, right? In his workplace, right? He even gets promoted, right? I mean, these guys got promoted, right? Things are happening, right? But this guy's not doing it. And um, so in Matthew 25, what really surprised me on this version, the guy gets kicked out in the outer darkness. Now, that really got to me. And that's why, that's why I was like, dude, man, I was like, man, you're pretty tough, Lord, you know. But then when you read 1 John chapter 1, you begin to understand the Lord. You begin to understand the Lord's ways. There's a hurt and dying world out there, guys. They really need the Lord so much. They need the Lord. They need to see us as shining examples of the Lord. They need to see that, right? Because they're not going to get it on the news, right? Jesus has been invited out of the news. He's been invited out of the TV shows. He's been invited out almost just every movie you've seen. So you might be the only yeah, the only Jesus that people are going to see, right? And so I really believe that this last servant was a guy who just went back to living his life as an alley cat before he got born again in, in, the, in Matthew 25, right? But in Luke 19, the version of it, the way it was written in there, I mean, what are you going to do with what God's given you, right? I mean, everyone has a sphere of influence, right? Everybody's got it. 
right? And we've just been given a talent from the Lord, from Dr. Savone. We've just been given a word, right? I mean, hallelujah. So God's promised you. He won't back down from his word, right? He doesn't lie. God does not lie. He's not going to lie. He's going to be right there, right? So as I started doing the things of God, as I started being integral, that's when things started happening, right? Now, you've heard that one story about the general where the Lord told me to tell him I want to heal his ear, right? And I was like, Lord, I'm in the Pentagon right now. You know, we're busy right now. we got all these things going on. You want me to lay my hands on this guy right now and heal him in front of all these guys and all that? They're going to think I'm quacky and all this. Besides, it's a workplace and it's all going on. And so I prayed to him and said, all right, Lord, I'm going to be integral. I'm going to do what you ask me to do. I'm going to be a man at my work. Because when I got born again, I said, Lord, use me. Take me. Use me wherever you want to use me, okay? And so I prayed about it. And so I said, Lord, you're going to have to set this up. And he did. He set it up. That, that general went over to a corner by himself. Nobody's around. He told, I'm in the back room. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, now. And so I get up and I walk up front. And sure enough, there he is over there in the corner. And I was able to do what the Lord asked me to do. Now, there was another time where I'm in a meeting with a general. And I didn't do what the Lord asked me to do. And uh, this was before I was in the Pentagon. And so that was a thing of integrity that the Lord got on me about. Does the Lord hold me? Is the Lord going to? Uh, now, what do you think about the Lord when he needs to reach somebody? And you're the only one there that he can use to reach them, right? They're not going to, some of these guys aren't going to watch TV. They're not going to hear Brother Copeland or Brother Savell on TV, right? They're going to hear you, right? You're going to be the only Jesus they're ever going to see, right? So what are you going to do? Is the Lord going to ask you something to do, right? What are you going to do when he asks you, right? You know it's the Lord. It'll be down in here. It'll be nice and clear. It'll be quiet. You know, you'll, you'll know it. You'll hear it. You'll know it's the Lord, Right? Okay, Lord. So what I've learned to do is, is I start saying this. All right, Lord. Yes, I'll do it. And then I ask him this. All right, Lord. How do you want me to do it? Okay. Because I need to know your, I, I got your knowledge now, but now I need you to know your wisdom. I need to know how to execute it. Right. I don't want to be like the guy that took the, the, the talent and put it in a napkin and hit it. Okay. So I want to encourage you tonight that the prophetic word says, for those that heed my voice, and obey my words. Those are the ones that are going to experience his goodness, right? Those are the ones that are going to get to see the power of the Lord, okay? Like never seen or heard. And because they're in, they have integrity, and because they do what the word of God says, they're going to see the fruit of their faithfulness come bursting forth. And they'll prosper and they'll flourish like never before. I'm telling you, the Lord is moving in this church. He's moving in this church. And so, why would he ask me to talk about integrity tonight? I think it's because he's... Oh, he, he is, oh, Lord. I mean, he is going to do things that the world has not seen before. I mean, think about that. Think about going to the grocery store, and you've been in the Word of God, and you said, God, use me. And you're walking down that grocery store, and he says, you see that woman over there? Yeah. Go give her 100 bucks, or go give her this, or go do that. And you're like, oh, okay. And you go do it. Or you see that kid that's in the wheelchair while you're out and you're walking, you know. And all of a sudden the word of the Lord comes to you and he says, go say this to this person. And you go say it to them and they get healed. I mean, these things happen, you know. And it, and, and it all comes down to integrity. Are you going to do what God tells you to do? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your word tonight. It was a teaching moment, Father. You asked me to teach tonight. And so I did. And, uh, Father... 
you know, we've gone over this word. Your word is real and it's true, Lord. And I know it's going to touch everyone's hearts. I know that everyone is excited because you've given us a talent. You've given us some words here. You've given us your word, right? You've given us your spirit and we're connected to you. So, Lord, I know in my heart of hearts, I know that we're going to take this word. And if there's any area of our life, Lord, that that you need to show us, any area of our life, Lord, that we need to work on, are we going to be people of our word and we're going to do your word or are we not, Father? And I know that they're going to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thanks for listening. Seriously, thanks, thanks for being attentive to this. Thanks for letting me go over this word here.